1: all right welcome in here it is another edition of the early line the weekend edition of the early line joe ranieri alongside dane martinez want to thank you guys very much for making us a part of your day as uh we continue to push through here dane power through on this uh, weekend because come monday you know we're gonna be um shall we say inundated with the uh nfl draft monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday yeah, we got a lot of draft talk uh, coming up, and uh, we're excited. Um, and we did have, of course, uh, over the last 24, 48 hours, we had ourselves a little bit of uh, draft uh, talk, some rumors, innuendo, that uh, that pot of misinformation that you know just keeps getting churned and churned by uh, friends of ours, like uh, you know Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport yeah. and pretty much any agent that's got uh, some sort of uh, angle. They're working here over the next five days for their clients. Uh, and then we get caught up in the middle of it, which is great. So we'll go ahead. We'll uh, we'll give you the latest uh, some of those rumors and what does it mean, and we'll try to give us uh, a you know kind of a BS meter for you on how much of it we believe, and how much is total crap. That just watch yep. where you step because uh, it's going to get ugly. Uh, but we did want to of course uh, address the Von Miller announcement there that uh, he had uh, contracted the coronavirus, tested positive for it, but he is in. Uh, good spirits, doesn't um, doesn't feel uh, sick, doesn't have any of the symptoms. Uh, he did say that he came down with a cough, and he is asthma, Dane, and, and as are you. So, um, you know, it, it better safe than sorry. I, a lot of guys, and unfortunately, and, and it bears repeating here, that if you think that you, and especially if you're asthmatic or anything along those lines, Dane, where if you think you're, you're having a, a cough or something, like what, don't. Don't keep the fingers crossed, guys, and, and hope, like, uh, address it like he did uh, because he's an asthma, hard to believe it, like a world-class athlete like that, and he's got asthma. So, you know, listen, if he can do it, you can certainly do it, guys. And he went to the doctor, got the swab, tested positive, but no current systems right now. But obviously, once that, and we talked about it during the week, once the Rams came out with their center, and that made that announcement. And that happened a month ago, and he's fully recovered now. Right. But you kind of had the feeling like, okay, I mean, it was interesting because, like, nobody even knew that guy played for the Rams, right? And so I found it fascinating that it took this long for an NFL player to come out. But sure enough, here come the dominoes, Dane. And, uh, and we, we laughed too during the week. We're like, listen. Anybody that kept going, just shocking, the NFL players have managed to stay clear of this. Like, no, like, they no. And, uh, and it, good, I'm glad Von Miller, because it, it's a name, it's a face, it's a superstar of the league. I'm glad he put his name on it. I'm glad that, you know, it's not for everybody, but I'm glad he did so people can realize, yeah, it, athletes are humans too. So before you expect them to do all sorts of stupid things and put their lives at risk, You know, understand that, uh, you know, Von Miller is uh, is letting you know this in hopes of, you know, trying to help some people who might have asthma, who might not be feeling well, Dane, and saying, you know, don't be don't be a tough guy.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. Morning, Joe. You know, I mean, Von Miller has come out and tested positive for uh, COVID-19 coronavirus, but he's also, you know, in good spirits, resting, recovering. I mean, you know, we talk about this as an age thing. We talk about these underlying factors. You mentioned it yourself, Joe. I do have asthma, okay, and I live in New York City, so I am a little bit careful right now. We never know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was playing college baseball, Joe, because also, like, listen, I was a leadoff hitter, a center fielder, running, I think. Literally, Joe, the first base coach and the third base coach were inhalers for me when I play baseball. Uh, you know, so absolutely, it is something to be considerate. And but at the same time, I think it's important to note that there's a ton of people, Joe, walking around this country mm-hmm. who have it that are either asymptomatic or yep. have very, very mild symptoms, yep. you know, mild to the point where they don't really notice it or it doesn't rate for them as a huge concern. And that is why, Joe, testing is so important because. You can have it, I could have it, other people can have it. Wouldn't you like to have it too? Yes, absolutely. A yep. A nope. carrier, you nope. know, and that's why this testing is really so important for any plan, yep. right? That has us open back up.
1: Yeah, and uh, listen, I, I I, like that there's a face to it now representing the NFL too. that, you know, so people realize right. that, you know, because sometimes people get in denial and are like, oh, come on, NFL. It happens, like kind of thing, right? It is. You know, there are still, as hard as this is to believe, there are still a number of people in denial around this country um, that don't understand and and what's going on here. So uh, maybe, just maybe, somebody like Von Miller of his stature can can help put a face on it and realize that, you know, wake up, jerk off. Uh, This is, uh, you know, put your damn mask on and stop endangering people kind of thing. Uh, Yeah. if you still think it's a hoax at this point. Well, like... there's no help for you anyway. I, I grant it. I grant it. But in hopes that maybe Von Miller can get through to some of these people, I'm okay for it. You know, I uh, wish him nothing but the best. He'll be fine. Uh, I am sure of that. The NFL draft continuing to uh, to move forward here, Dane, which is great. We got a lot uh, to cover here over the next couple of days, I know. Uh, and, and it's worth repeating, too. And we'll touch base on this uh, coming up here. But. The win totals right now listed at our friends at, at FanDuel's and, and other places, of course. Um, the bookmakers are already telling you guys whatever the numbers are right now today, come Thursday, those numbers ain't going to be there anymore. So oh. it is going to adjust like crazy across the board depending on how everything works out uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of the coming week. So my suggestion. All right, and I've already done it, is that if you find if you've got some value and you've got just first round picks in mind, right? Let's just say you have a feeling for the draft sure. and you're looking at that win total, Dane, and you're going, man, this is either A going to get so overvalued when they okay. get X, Y, and Z, or B, man, they they're not gonna give a, this guy's gonna be a game changer for this team. They're not giving enough credit. There are some opportunities on this board, Dane, right now, currently with the win totals, where they are, that um, I think you got to dive in now, guys, because come Thursday, you've already missed the boat. It's already too late.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and we say this, you know, I remember talking about this, Joe, when we were seeing NBA free agency, right? And we were like, hey, let's try to get ahead of it because you may get a number. If you get kind of the player movement correct, you'll get a number with a dramatic change. I mean, Joe... I've got one for you already, Ooh. but you know, you know I'm always like a little bit higher on oh. this team. I look at the Los Angeles Chargers, Joe. Oh, and what here. a shot!
1: Yeah.
0: I know, but here's the thing: and we've talked about this before, right? We've talked about this before, though. A lot of people think they're going to wind up after the sixth pick with a rookie quarterback. Yes. When I have talked about the fact mm-hmm. that this is a win-now roster, right? Yes, it and is. Their path for them would be to go out there and start calling Jameis, start calling Cam, mm-hmm. and let them fight it out with Terod, yep. right? Because the Terod plus veteran quarterback X, whoever's better out of that competition is likely going to give you better quarterback play than yep. you got with Phillip Rivers last year. Yep. In my opinion, you could call me kind of a, you know, a sweetheart deal on the Chargers or think it's objective. Mm-hmm. Joe, they're at seven and a half. L- Listen, yeah, pass, and I think they're a five hundred team. Their roster is a very competitive roster. We all believe, without the quarterback position, yep. everyone thinks they're going rookie. You and I said maybe not so fast on that. You put a veteran quarterback there, and you don't tell me they're a five hundred team, Joe?
1: Yeah, well, that and that remains to be the question here, Dane, doesn't it? Is is we think they're going to be a better team? Question is, okay. is there value based upon? what we're seeing and i do think there are a number of those teams Dane, that um that there is some absolute value to be had uh, of- on the board they are one I'll, I'll just give you a couple of teams uh, out oh. and then we'll check the numbers throughout uh, throughout the hour here guys but uh to me i think atlanta is going to be a little bit better than people are giving them credit for i think the redskins at four and a half are going to be better than people uh give them credit for um okay. there are a number of seven win teams on this board dane that i think we're looking at 500 we only need now think about it, that's why i find it interesting that that six to seven number uh of, of wins sure. you only need the team to finish at 500. so it's not like we're expecting them to overachieve and be all this great for the most part dane most teams the bulk of teams are 500 teams in the <laughs> nfl and you get a break here or there, and all of a sudden, voila, you couple that with a couple of the right moves in the draft. And you got yourself some value here, Dan. And and I do think there's a uh, a few of those teams, Chargers included. I think there's a couple of the lower-end teams where people, you know, they, four and a half for the Washington to me is ridiculous think- because they are going to be in games. They are going to be a better defensive team. They are They are going to play a different style. They still got – uh, a running game there. Dep- to me, the quarterback spot's still up in the air with Winston and uh, Cam Newton still available. So I do think um, there's some opportunity there. Now, once they draft, and case in point, once they draft Chase Young, and that number's gone.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know what I mean? That number's yeah. gone. So um, it's those types of moves. Now would be a good time
0: who to get ahead of, right? Yes, right. And that's why I mentioned the Chargers, because everyone thinks they go rookie. But if in a week from now, Mm -hmm. you know, they're signing Cam Newton, that's going to be a big boost. I'm looking for teams where maybe in the next week or two, they're going to fluctuate, and you're getting ahead of it by getting the good side of the number. Joe, you know, you talk about teams you may want to go over. Mm -hmm. I think there's a couple of teams that you and I have been on the same page about fading that are also, you know a little bit too high. So I'm excited to go through some of the ones you think.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I'll just tell you, I gave you one on the low end, and I'll give you one on the high end, Dane, here. That, to me, is just asinine. Um, and we'll, here. let me put it up on the board for you. All right. It, these are with our friends here at FanDuel, of course, yep. right? So I want you to look at that. And you know, I Falcons at 7.5, Dane, I'm telling you, I think they're a 500 team. I think they will be a 500 team. Um, and I like them in the draft, their spot. And I think Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Cal- you still got weapons on that team. Now give me Gurley in that dome. I think they can win eight games. I think they're an A of 500 team. So I think there's some value there.
0: All right, fair enough. But I- the
1: number two team, Dane, on that list. Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens. Let me tell you this. I actually found a 12 on the market. I can't do it, Joe. I can't do it. Uh, 12, oh. Dane. 12. Oh. It's 11 and a half at FanDuel because they're realistic, somewhat.
0: Oh. I won't do it, Joe. Absolutely not. I mean, listen, and this is not a slight on Baltimore, even. Right. Right? Like, I'll pick them game by game if I want, you know? But I'm... to, to, To guarantee now that they get 12 or above, it's just, you know, everything has to go right, Joe. You know, everything has to go right. They have the first-place schedule. Mm. This is assuming Lamar Jackson's ACLs stay intact and his yep. brain doesn't bump against his skull at any point this season. There's just too many variables, and this is not against Baltimore. You know, I love the Chiefs. I wouldn't take them at 11 and a half yes. exactly. You know, I see New Orleans and San Fran also very high. Yep. Find me, guys, in between you know, six and nine that I either like yep. or I don't like, and mm-hmm. that's where I'll be playing. I'm not going to be touching the 11 and a and 12s. Similarly, Joe, I'm probably not touching the four, four-and-a-halfs either. No.
1: Um, there, I do, there's only a couple in there. They're four-and-a-halfs for a reason, but again, depending on the draft, right? there's going to be some movement there. So even, you know, like you said, they, even if, you, uh, if you're not happy with the four-and-a-half, but all of a sudden they... They get a Chase Young or they get, you know, a, a really good draft. And you know that's going to go up and maybe there's value now on the under. But if I was to do anything and advice uh, over the weekend for you guys is to start looking at some of these win totals and see what they are now. See where you stand. And then when on Thursday and Friday, Dan, when we uh, when we log on. Yeah, man, we're going to be looking at a totally different world. The bookmakers are telling you now some will stay the same and that's never <laughs> Good thing that's, a, uh, that's an yeah. indictment on the team that tells you how their draft is going. Uh, but yeah, I think the one, uh, you know, that Baltimore Ravens, when he, he goes, if he goes down, okay, if Lamar, and I, obviously we're not wishing, you know, it, 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 no, but we all realize that even if he misses two games, Dane, three games in a 16-game season, right? Not unheard of. He wins <laughs> What does that team become? Are you kidding? I don't care. And what are they going to get in the draft? So yeah. I, I, to me, I mean, I, RG3, you're a great placeholder. Uh, but the reality is, if anything were to happen to Lamar, anything, right. just, you know, pull a hamstring, can't, whatever, I mean, you don't have to be out the whole season. You miss two or three games, that hits the under, Dan, you're, and you're hitting it, you're laughing when they get their fourth loss.
0: And to be quite honest, I would say the same thing. Look, Kansas City is at that level, yes. At least, that yes. I yes. Insert the same argument with Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees. Uh, you know the Saints are at I believe ten and a half or eleven. They're a high number as well. Insert Isn't Cleveland threat. and Pittsburgh going to be better? Right, I I believe so. We have talked about that, and and Joe, I mean, we go to one other division that we talk about a lot. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm high on the Cardinals. I'll give you that. But, Joe, the Los Angeles Rams, who I know are both fading. Uh,
1: we are, and, That's a given. Yeah, that's, stand a <laughs> though, yeah. They stand at eight and a half,
0: though, with, Joe. They stand at eight and a half without Todd Gurley, without Brandon Cooks. You show me how this team has gotten better um, and can improve without their stud running back, yeah. without yeah. one of their three wide receivers. I don't care. And, yeah. you know, they don't have a first-round draft pick, so I don't yep. see how they get uh, better, and Joe, the under eight and a half over on FanDuel, yep. is that plus money for us, yeah. Joe. Isn't
1: that crazy? I mean, it's when you think about it here, guys, it's, I would like I, um, I, it. Even if they got to be a 500 team, Dane, which I think is hysterical, <laughs> and, even if they got to be, it's still not going to win that bet. It's still right. not going to win that bet. So, uh, And again, even those teams at the top of the draft that have some opportunities to get some what many people believe are game changers here... And for the most part, they do, Dane. I mean, obviously, Cincinnati, no matter what they do, Joe Burrow, they're, listen, they're going to be in a different light, Dane. And as we, we take a look, I believe, with our friends at FanDuel, Cincinnati is, what are they, a
0: five and a half? I got them five and a half. And five and a half.
1: Yeah. Uh, so listen, five and a half, the question is, to get Joe Burrow, we're going to have a really good idea what the market thinks of Joe Burrow. Sure. the day after he is drafted here guys because five and a half do you see him win in six games do you see it being a total mess uh joe mixon of course we right. know threatening to uh to hold out so that's something you definitely got to keep in mind um and we talked about those listen the the cleveland browns here dan i we have them here at uh, at eight and a half right yep. eight yep. and a half and i gotta tell you man i they are i think a nine win team provided the coaching staff can get through. Because from a talent perspective, they got right. the number 10 pick. They're going to they're gonna fortify that offensive line. They don't have a lot of other holes, Dane. Like, they don't have a hole. They've got talent on both sides of the ball. If they can corral that talent right. in that division where Cincinnati may win four games, right? And yep. Baltimore is already expected to win everything but, what, four games? They're going to win 12 12- I, there are nine wins, I think, for them. I do think there's the same type of thing for Pittsburgh, too. I think they'll be better. I think that division's going to be a heck of a lot closer than people give it credit for, it, Dane.
0: Yeah, I we've talked about this a little bit before, right? But in the North, everyone... Sure. I'll give you the Ravens. If they stay healthy, they're a playoff contender. I'll give it to you. I really believe, Joe, that this Pittsburgh-Cleveland balance is going to be very, very interesting. I mean, the man is 38 years old. Sometimes they fall off a cliff. But if Big Ben comes back for those Steelers, and he is a reasonable approximation of himself, then Pittsburgh automatically becomes a playoff contender. That defense got a hell of a lot better And you know, you go from Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges to Big Ben Roethlisberger. You're doing well.
1: We got more on that too. We'll go. We'll go through some of these, some of our favorites. We'll take a look here. Let's let's start making you some money here on the early lines. The weekend edition. We'll do it next. All right. Welcome back in here. It is the early line. It is the weekend edition. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. Now, Dane, how was your uh, how was your birthday uh, Friday? I know you got to celebrate there a little bit. So kind of sucks that you weren't able to head over to Atlantic City or, you know, upstate and you kind of got rejected by every Airbnb <laughs> known to mankind. So, I, you know, listen, they uh, they know. So I um, it had to be kind of stink, but listen, you're, you got your beautiful wife there, and I'm sure she, uh, she
0: waited on you hand and foot. Am I right? Am I? Uh, she did a great job. And I thank you for asking, you know, I mean, <laughs> part of what happens right in these crazy times is you got to mm-hmm. take that back, right. Yep. And, and, and realize what you have and realize what you value. And so the idea of a somewhat superficial yep. birthday celebration and, and the idea of what could come my way, that's not really, what i'm worried about i did have a chance to you know zoom or facetime with a bunch of family and friends and i spent a nice little day here um so i'm happy i'm healthy and all is well
1: amen brother and that's what it's all about and we got a draft coming up uh, sports across the country guys uh governors across the country i mean the last 48 72 hours of the week here all week long when you have Everybody's favorite, um, you know, um, infectious disease man, there, Dr. Fauci, uh, the darling of infectious diseases. Uh, when he says, "Damn right, well, we Week, There's absolutely a way sports can be back here by the summertime, and lays it out. You know, it's one thing for um, you know a mayor somewhere or something to be like, "We need sports back." We're going It's a whole nother thing when you have the infectious disease darling, the guy who is in charge of everything that is infectious diseases, when he comes out and says, yeah, you can do it. Here's the blueprint. You kind of laid it out for everybody. So that to me is all good news. Now the league's got to get the crap together, put it together. He's told you it can happen. You know, to me, you have to have that ability to believe that you're going to get some political cover that you're going to get, you know what I mean, some clout there, Dane, if you're one of these leagues where you're not out on your own. You know, Dana White, I love him. He's got that fighter mentality. But at the same time, I mean, that's not going to work with some of these They've got to feel like they're going to have the approval from the top so they can kind of weather the storm. Um, And if nobody, if if everyone's like, oh, no, we're done, we're never, it's never going to get done. So the fact that Fauci this week came out was like, yeah, guys. Absolutely. Here you go. Lay it out. To me, that was the best news all week long. And lay it out. There's no excuses as far as I'm concerned because you're going to have the support of just about everyone in Washington on down. Figure it out. Get the locations together. you got a couple of weeks. Bring us our sports in some form. And we'll talk uh, NBA coming up, uh, day next segment, too. In fact, we've got a little college basketball, NBA, and also an idea i think to get the nba back sooner rather than later and i'll run that by you but we'll continue along this path that we talked about guys with the draft coming up this week there's value on the board with win totals with the nfl the future market and i can tell you right now wherever that value lies it's going to change uh come uh, come thursday round one the draft comes numbers are gonna fluctuate vig gonna go through the roof on some of these dane so we mentioned a couple of these teams that we think already have some value and that the draft is just going to help our position there one way or the other. So give us another one of these uh, teams that you're looking at. We talked Baltimore. We talked the AFC uh, North here. We, we mentioned the Rams. Uh, also, I, I said Atlanta, I think, can absolutely be a 500 team as their number sits at 7.5. Or some of the other teams that you are looking at, depending and correlating it to, of
0: course, What happens in the draft? Mm -hmm. Um, And ironically, Dallas and Philly are kind of together in all of this. You know, Dallas at nine and a half, Philly also at nine and a half. Joe, I think Philly's the class of the NFC East. I know nine and a half is one of the higher numbers. We don't necessarily want to go there, but they are at nine and a half. And the reason I say get this now before the draft as opposed to after the draft, if we look at Philly, Joe, the the glaring hole is at the wide receiver position, right? You know, they have no weapons anymore for Carson Wentz to throw to. They all got banged up. They all got mm-hmm. hurt. They yep. were converting tight ends and college quarterbacks at the end of the season. Yep. I think they address this big time in the draft, right? And we've talked about the level of wide receiver that may be out there. They pick at number 21, and most of the mocks that I have seen have them being able to get one of these top-level wide receivers. Yep. The name of Justin Jefferson comes to mind a ton. And regardless, after the draft, Joe, if they address the wide receiver need, you know they're good in a lot of other places. I think, I, think, I think Philly and the Eagles are a pretty good bet. You and I both think that they're legit NFC contenders. Yes. So, you know, an NFC contender wins double-digit games to me, so that's more than nine and a half. I like Philly over.
1: I, uh, I, I like it, too, because I do think some of this also has to play into role, then, of the role um, of the divisions that they're in. Correct. And when you look at the uh, division there, right? I think we can we can both admit that listen, it's going to be a rough year, transition year for Washington. Although they're not going to be a pushover. We know oh. they're going to be a tough Feel hard-nosed better. defensive team. You know, they lost a lot of one-score games last year too. They were in a lot of games with uh with the the craziness that was going on there. Darius guys, can he stay healthy? I think they're going to win I mean their number is four and a half to me guys. I think they can get five wins here if they if one of those games uh, you know last year instead of losing by a field goal they cannot, they might actually be able to win here so I think thats um, I think that's good. I also think that and you mentioned the Arizona Cardinals yeah uh, earlier um, that division to me is going to be fascinating because you got San Francisco at what? 10 and a half, I believe our, uh, yeah. our friends at yeah. FanDuel have it. So They're, they've, yeah, they got them at, uh, at 10 and, yeah, a half. Nine and a half. Seattle, you've got it at 9 and a half, right? Arizona's at
0: seven. Rams, and we just talked about the Rams are at right? eight and a half.
1: Yeah, well, that goes without saying. So, I mean, yep. 10 and a half, to me, San Francisco is going to be, can they win 10 games? Yes. Are they going to win 11? Uh, in that division, where Arizona, for the most part, should be better, right? Seattle, we know, is just is kind of always owned San Francisco there for some reason, you know, back and forth. Um, that's a tough call, I think. And we know their schedule, right? Going to be brutal. And we watch what happens every year, guys, after the Super Bowl. Yeah, the, the angle. that team. That it's not even. It's that ability where that's a rough, that's a rough goal because you know you everyone's gunning for you. Everything that you did well last year, people are going to be ready for it here, Dane. So, um, I, 10 wins, I can see them getting. 11 in order to cash that bet? Uh, uh, I think there is, uh, if what you say about Arizona is true, right? They're going to be a better. And there's only so many wins in that division to go around there. And somebody, to me, is going to be on the short end of a win or two there. And I got to believe, given what we know about that Super Bowl hangover and how it affects teams. Yeah, go ahead. Give me me the under on San Francisco.
0: Yeah, I buy that. And by the way, Joe, the under would be plus money with our friends at FanDuel right now. So there you have that. For me, San Francisco is a pass Mm -hmm. uh, because I think you're right. Could they win 10? Yes. Could they win 11? Yes. I think it's a good number. Mm -hmm. And so remember, Joe, when we went game by game, um, looking at some of those win Mm -hmm. totals, we've decided that if we have them kind of a half a game or just one game off, that it's not necessarily something we would click submit on. That's and correct. that's how I feel on San Francisco. Do I, If you put a gun to my head and said I had to pick one or the other, mm-hmm. I would lean with them winning 10 games and going the under. But because I do think it's very possible for them to win 11, again, um, this is more of a stay away from me. I wouldn't touch it one way or the other. The other question I had for you, Joe, on all of these lines, right, mm-hmm. is – what it does say is, you know, teams must play all 16 regular season games for this action to That's happen. That's correct, yep. But what if a team like the Niners is playing 16 games, but none of them are in the state of California? You know what I mean? And that is still kind of live. I don't know what travel is going to be mm-hmm. like in the NFL. I don't know if fans are going to be there in the NFL. And so some of these states that I think are more affected than others, like the teams out of California or like the Jets and the mm-hmm. Giants, for example, or the Bills, for example, I truly wonder you know, what their stadiums, what their situations will be like. And the little detail here, the little asterisk is just, they got to play the 16 games. It doesn't say anything about, you know, Mm -hmm. being nomads or home and away games.
1: Yeah, I know. You see it there on uh, our friends with FanDuel there, guys, that the teams must play 16 regular uh, season games for action. And uh, you know what also it doesn't say is, uh where they've got to play those games so to me guys if you're going to be looking at uh to dane's point where there are going to be maybe some teams that lose a couple of home games one way or the other um look yeah cool. the unders look <laughs> real know. good they look re- because cool. you know what once you lock in that under it ain't taking it away from you so right. that's not going to happen I will say this too there was an interesting point brought up about the fans uh this past week regarding um no fans obviously uh in the immediate future there and and they'll play it by year as the uh as the year progresses of course and again but because they're not there in july doesn't mean they won't be there in october so we get all of that but i found it fascinating when they broke down um the percentage of revenue that every sport makes from the gate right from people fans being there. Right. So the number one revenue generator, of course, um, for that, for fans and, and what absolutely they live and they, everything happens around the fans in the stadium is college football. So college football gains 80% of its revenue from ticket sales and, and going into stadiums and the merch and everything else that happens with uh, fans being. So 80%, which is why you're hearing a lot of stories about college football going no fans is a uh, is not economically feasible even with a sec cable deal they might be the only place that uh, from a dollar and cents point they can get it and then i came to the nfl and i found it fascinating that the nfl's total revenue generated by fans in the stand is 20 percent guys yeah 20 percent they make peanuts because people are in the stand so I can assure you, fans or no fans, state or no state, field or no field, um, yeah, the NFL is going to uh, is going to play games. Sorry, San Francisco, you can't play in Santa Clara. Doesn't make a difference. There is zero, right. zero money tied into the fans in the gate. So the NFL, they don't need the fa- They love the fans. They're going to be wrong. <laughs> but that is all TV money, guys. All TV money.
0: Absolutely. You know, when we talk about the NFL and the behemoth <laughs> television contracts, that's why it's such a big deal when those TV contracts come up, right? And when you think about the audience that they have, as opposed to the fans coming in and filling, you know, MetLife Stadium or a Dome or whatever it is, that's about, what, 60,000 people. And, and even that, Dane, it's all about the corporate suites. It's Right. It's just a drop in the bucket. The thing that I find interesting that you touched on, Joe, when it comes to the college game, mm-hmm. not only do they get more of their revenue, you know, from the actual gate? I heard the uh, Notre Dame athletic director uh, Mm -hmm. last week, he came out and was like, listen, there's other differences here with these college sports. First of all, these kids are amateurs. They're not pros. So it's not like they're out there doing their job, you know? So the idea of if they feel comfortable or not playing Mm -hmm. is a completely different calculation. They're not not professionals. That's correct. So that's another thing. And then what he also said was – they have to decide, these universities have to decide first, they're going to open up their campuses, Joe. Yep, right. and, 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 like, that's the first hurdle to cross. So, like, I get that college football or March Madness or whatever, I get that it's huge business. But these universities, you know, the athletes within their universities, may mm-hmm. be the first priority to us, but is not the first priority to the institution itself. Yep. And what I heard, I think it was the Notre Dame athletic director say, is, like, it's a complete moot point. until the universities actually open campus up. So that would be a leading indicator for me first on college sports, the same way like a Taylor Swift concert, and if that can happen in the new Rams Chargers Stadium, and I'm looking at Taiwan baseball to see if they can actually play for like two weeks before shutting down. There's other leading indicators in these sports before they even decide to open up.
1: Yep, it's a – Again, this is all about the almighty dollar, guys. Let's not kid each other here. Let's uh, let nobody uh, think it's anything about. And the more revenue that is generated because fans are at games, obviously the bigger losses there will be for teams and leagues and players alike, which is the problem with baseball right now. Um, So they're trying to figure out, all right, no fans. A lot of ways to offset money with fans in, in the ballparks, especially in baseball with corporate suites. And, you know, the whole, uh, you know, the suite level there at Yankee Stadium is not for the guys that, you know, buying tickets in the 400 section are not hanging out in the suites there. So uh, but they've got to decide, all right, who's going to take that on the chin? Um, And that's kind of what they've got to work out. And that's, uh, you know, and that's what all of these leagues are doing, except for the NFL, who goes, we'll play in a parking lot uh, as long as there's cameras, because, you know, 20 percent is (laughs) Who cares? They're good to go there as long as the TV cameras can go. So I did think that was fascinating. I also want to touch on uh, quick here as we – well, we'll do it when we come back. I want to talk about Jets-Giants because I find it interesting their win totals. I want to talk uh, a little college basketball. I have an idea for the NBA. I'll float by you. Uh, But get ready. It's going to be a huge week for us here, guys, on the grid, and it's going to be a huge week for you. We really do get to dive in, Dane, to, uh, to making some, uh, some bets, some wagers, some futures, uh, a lot of ways to go ahead and make some money on draft day here coming up on Thursday night. So we'll go over them with you, and we'll give you the latest headlines, the rumor mill. We'll do that coming up next here. It is The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com. It's the early line. Be right back.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: All right, here we go, guys. It is the early line on the grid. It is SportsGrid.com. He's Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri. And uh, it's time to get to work here, but not like we we haven't worked anyway. But it's time to get to work from a handicapping perspective and certainly from uh, the draft point of view where we got some future bets coming up. It was a great week as far as uh, those are wondering, are we going to get sports back this year? And um, I am more confident now than I have uh, been from the beginning. Uh, All signs, including and the thing that Dane and I were just talking about off air is that I don't care Republican, Democrat, Independent, you are hearing from all sides. I don't care what your political affiliation is. The idea that sports coming back to this country before the year is out is universal now. We're starting to get more and more of that with Dr. Fauci laying it out. Um, I think that's all good news uh, for all of us here, guys. So uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed, we're keeping the faith, um, and we are gonna kick the crap out of the coronavirus, all right? So, Rona, you can kiss our ass is what you can do. We are taking you down, and we are also going to go ahead and make some cash on Thursday night here, Dane, uh, with the draft, with a lot of prop bets that are going on. Uh, Before I talk about this, I want to talk a little bit about um, some college hoops and and what just happened this week uh, as far as a number one high school recruit opting to pass college and go to the G League. And we'll talk about that in a second. But i got to ask you, Jets, Giants, the two New York teams. Sure. Okay? I find it interesting our friends at FanDuel have the Jets at 6.5 wins, the Giants at 6. Yep. They're very close. Um, the Giants, number 4 pick, Jets, number 11 pick. Yep. And uh, I also find it, uh, as a Jet fan, and we both are, Dane, extremely disturbing, that, uh, you know, five, six, seven days before the draft, um, now, Jamal Adams is back on the uh, trading block. One of the, the best young safeties, coordinate guy who can play the run, can play coverage. Can be, the guy that you want in that, in that secondary to build around, right? Um, you're, Adam Gase and Joe, you're pissing them off again, because here we go, Dane. More and more is leaking to Adams. I mean, this doesn't leak unless Jamal Adams wants it to leak. Somebody wanted it to leak, so now all of a sudden, Dane, you put your BS meter hat on. How much of Jamal Adams, we should keep our eye on the draft as a possible trade bait, how much of that do you buy?
0: Um, not a ton, Joe, if you want to know the truth. Not A ton. If you put it to me this way, like, you know, last week there was also rumors about Odell Beckham being traded from the Browns to the Vikings, and we kind of poo-pooed that. If that's one side of the continuum where I'm calling fake news, the other kind of trade buzz that I heard that I do believe in is OJ Howard, uh, you know, potentially being moved from Tampa Bay because maybe he doesn't have a fit in that scheme. If those are the edges, let's say, I think that this Jamal Adams kind of report from Schefter and the buzz around how he will not re- uh, report to the virtual workouts and how that means that he is a name that could be on the move during the draft. I have that one as far closer to the Odell Beckham story oh, than crap. the yes. Uh, yes. Um, side of it. Because I think we've heard this a ton, Joe. Mm-hmm. We heard it last year at the trading deadline. We heard it in the offseason. But I actually believe that uh, we will have brighter days and open and optimism will spring eternal after this draft for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a non-story. We've heard Jamal Adams' name so many times linked to places like dallas and others but i don't actually think it comes to fruition at least in the next few weeks
1: well i I mean listen what we do know about this and there's always a reason why something like this Schefter reports it right and and the reason is the jets have not um begun any conversations about his extension which of course they you know they said they wanted to talk contract extension with him when all of that drama last year came they reassured him he met you know he met with gabe met with joe douglas they Apparently cleared the air. And the understanding from what I heard, Dane, was that, listen, they're, they're going to work out a contract extension before the, uh, before the start of the season. But it appears somebody's not moving fast enough because Schefter got a phone call from somebody. And, listen, his fifth-year option, and, and the numbers are interesting, that's almost $10 million, $9.9 million. But keep this in mind, the, the Jets don't have to make a decision on taking that option, right, or extending them until May 30th. So I think, from that standpoint, Dane, timing is everything. Coming up on a month away from when the decision has to be made. Maybe if things aren't moving quick enough, you know, the agent picks up the phone and says, "Hey, Chef, you know what? He's not going to show up." And this is what's uh, and it, he is set to make, right? What's he set to make? Seven million this year. He's made, yeah, something along nine lines. It's not fully guaranteed that nine point nine seven million of it is. But it would be great at, what is he, 23 years old? Wouldn't, yeah, it, be, back, yeah. wouldn't it be great to just, like, one less thing you got to worry about, Jets. Like, lock him up and build your defense from the secondary with him. Uh, I, hope it, I hope you're right. But at the same time, we're looking at six and a half wins as a total here, Dane. We're looking at the Giants at six. Who do you trust at least more? Who do you trust more to be able to get to that number?
0: I mean, I, for me, I guess it's got to be the Jets, right? The Jets won more games mm-hmm. than this last year, okay? Yep. They went 7-9 and nine last year. And you remember, the starting quarterback had mono for a good stretch of the season. And a lot of people thought that Sam Darnold was primed and ready to take that step forward last year. He didn't necessarily do it, and I blame the mono, okay, if you want to know the truth. And they still got the seven wins. So you yep. got to your second year with Gaze second year with Le'Veon Bell. And I do believe the Jets have successfully improved mm-hmm. their offensive line, which was one of their biggest holes. I, you also put in place the fact that mm, maybe the Patriots are a little bit worse in that division. You always have to think about the entire division, right? And yep. so I think, you know, I think the Jets are primed to be around 500 again. And for me, the big wild card is that Sam Darnold could be, Joe the quarterback that takes a big step forward, making an offense a lot better this year. You know, I think he is a candidate for that kind of emergence and maybe another full year with gays where he doesn't have, you know, mono in between could be a big difference for Darnold and the Jets.
1: Yes. uh, And I just don't know what to believe for the giants. I don't know what, what, um, you know, Joe exotic, uh, not Joe exotic. Uh, what you you know, I meant anyway, uh, I, I don't know what to expect from him. I just don't. So, uh, I think I will feel better about the Giants staying after the number four pick in the draft and the direction that I believe they need to go. And as long as they don't do anything crazy, I, I you know, and again, that's Gettleman. And he is a bit of a wild card, but I'll feel better after I see the draft for the Giants here. I'll have a better feel whether that six number is under or overvalued. Uh, but again, all week long, guys, make sure you're uh, tuning in beginning on uh, Monday of course Dan and I we got you covered here at the early line 7 and 9 we got mock drafts coming your way we've got uh, prop bets coming your way we got everything all week leading up to that uh, draft that we'll have for you live here on the grid sportsgrid.com all right i wanted to touch base on this um on this story here that uh, broke this uh, weekend yeah, about this uh, about this kid who and Listen, guys. When we go through from 1995, right, for to 2005, that stretch of high school kids being able to make the, the leap from high school right to the NBA, the the list goes: Garnett, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Amari Stoudemire, LeBron James. Those work right. Down. That's an, it, pretty good. You know, pretty good feel there, and and I I get it, right. So one of the biggest problems, of course, between sending these kids to college for a year um, is that it's the fakest thing in the world because they're not really going to college because, and again, we're not talking about every, we're talking about a small percentage of kids who play basketball are ever good enough by the time they are 19 years old to make that jump to the NBA. But they decided, why well, keep him in college for a year and then, you know, they can become L, which is such a waste. Just goes. Anthony Davis would have been in the NBA if he didn't have to go to Kentucky for a year. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Um, but we've seen that kind of change and we've seen that change um, with the Ball family more than anything else. Um, we've seen this ability to be able to go overseas with this G League and others and be able to play in Europe and get your feet wet there against grown-ass men and then make the transition uh, to the NBA to get drafted. And now what they have done is Jalen Green uh, and Isaiah Tye, you got two kids that fit that mold that would have gone to the draft, but they've opted they, not to go to, the, uh, to college. They have opted to go to a special part of the G League the NBA has created, kind of like a, uh, you know, it, it's like an AP class for, I, for a high school basketball not everyone's going to be in it but it's a very specialized league for a handful of uh, of college uh, not college uh, high school kids that could fit into the nba who they think have it um and they're going to pay them five hundred thousand dollars, and then they play a year there dan and then they go ahead and they transfer uh, back into the draft and all is well so my question to you is because everyone's screaming and yelling going this is unbelievable It is the death of college basketball as we know it. Um, Listen, that could very well be, Dane. Uh, But my only fear is that you don't associate these handful of guys with the college game because Gonzaga, to my knowledge, has never had an 18-year-old show up there and then disappear the next year because he went to the draft. You know, not all of college basketball is about the one and done. There are a few schools... But they're few and far between, Dane. So do you think this is a detrimental situation now for college? And do you believe the NBA should have even done it? Why not just lift it and let kids go to the NBA who can?
0: So is it the death nail for college basketball? No. Mm -hmm. Will it water down the product on some level? Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Joe. And and and. This is very interesting to me with Jalen Green, right? And the kid Todd as well, because you used to be able to go up to over to Europe. You know, there were a few players who did that. Um, but I think the G League is now establishing themselves as a legitimate pipeline for the NBA. And mm-hmm. I, I'm with you, Joe. I didn't like the one in Dunn Rule or forcing kids to go. Okay, because check this out. If you're 18 years old yep. and you're an elite golfer, you can give it a shot. If you're 18 years old and you're a stud tennis player, we talked about like Coco Golf and others, you're allowed to, you know, try to become a professional and make money for your craft. That yep. is very American, you know, and in basketball is kind of one of the only professions where if you're good enough to do it at the age of 18, you are prevented from yep. applying your trade in a professional way. This would change that, okay? Mm-hmm. And this I think, is a win for a lot of people. The NBA, because these teams, you know, you reeled off the Garnets and the Kobe's of the world. Then there were the Kwame Browns of the world, right, but these kind of guys would have been caught by the g league year, the yep. apprenticeship year, and I think it helps n b a teams and g m s to more accurately you know kind of bring these eighteen year old nineteen year olds on board. I think it's good for these prospects to play against men, and I'll ask you if you're Zion Williamson and you can plan spend one year in chap uh you know in Duke right. or Get half a million dollars, you know, applying your trade and practicing against men. You know, I think that's the way you're going to go. So I do think this is a legitimate threat, Joe, Mm -hmm. to NCAA. However, it's going to be, what, three kids a year maybe? Exactly. Four kids a year who truly deserve it. Mm -hmm. So maybe the top-level talent like last year, a Zion Williamson. Yes. Yes. This year, we saw Wiseman at Memphis didn't even finish. The Ben Simmons, the one-and-dones, I think this is a completely legitimate path for them. I think it is American to be able to earn some money when you're 18 and doing it. I think it's good for the NBA as well because they won't miss as much on 18-, 19-year-old kids. I do think it is a threat to the NCAA. Will it completely, like, magically kill it? No, I don't think so, because we are talking about, you know, two, three, four kids. But I do think it's a good idea and positions the G League as a legitimate training ground and pipeline right. for the NBA. And it is a very important decision that Jalen Green made, because we're going to see how this plays out. But this is, a, this is a landmark day, in my opinion.
1: It's interesting, too, that the, um, the reason the NBA created this now, this developmental league, yeah is because you know LaMelo Ball and and uh the other kid RJ Hampton yep. went to Australia. Hell, even LaMelo I think bought the Australia one of the Australian yep. teams and, there. A, a, like a 10 years right. ago went to Europe. Right. So he what it is is the NBA does not they don't want that any. They don't want kids having right. to go into op because now that you've seen it with Hampton and LaMelo now all of a sudden their fear is that more kids are going to do yeah. that.
0: <laughs> this I think Emmanuel problem
1: with that is that nobody wants to hop on a plane for 23 hours and fly to Australia to watch kids while they're trying to figure oh. out whether or not they want to draft them so you you can absolutely coordinate it with your people and make it much better if it's your league the G League the NBA league coaches scouts everybody yep. around that league much easier to coordinate where when you go to Australia with these kids yeah like you 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 can't monitor it like you just you can't so the NBA, of course, not looking out for the kids. They give them 500000 which is nice. But they're also making their life easy. And the one thing that I will say about this, Dane, is that I don't know that college basketball was ever as popular as it was from 1995 to 2005. And you know what? We lost Garnett, Bryant, McGrady, Stoudemire, LeBron James, and nobody even batted an eye. I don't know that we're going to bat an eye now, um, given the fact that most people don't know who these kids are anyway until tournament time. But it it is fascinating, and I like the fact that they're giving them a half a million dollars. And for some kids...
0: That's real money, Joe.
1: That's exactly well, correct.
0: Yep. Instead of being an amateur for another year, like I said, yep. in golf or tennis or any other sport, be a yep. professional, and this yep. is a way to do that. The last and This thing is all the
1: college. Time, this is all the NCAA's fault. All of it is the NCAA's fault.
0: And here's the last thing I'll say, Joe. I know we got to wrap up, but mm. you know, it's also for the kid, you know, um, Jalen Green this year, right. with the with the uncertainty of coronavirus, right. and if a college basketball season will even happen. This becomes a much more attractive option, Joe.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm always, you know, the whole thing is based upon the NCAA and these antiquated rules and everything. Well, the way they treat it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. They create this mess, and uh, it's good. I like it moving in that direction. I do
0: because. High on this. Yeah.
1: Wake up, NCAA, and Mark Emmeritt. If you want this to uh, continue, or if you feel you want these kids, you got to give them a better reason to want to choose to go to college for a couple of years. So, all right, that does it here again. Big week coming up. Uh, certainly, hope you enjoy your weekend. Make sure you join Dane and I on the early line uh, Monday morning, getting you ready. Uh, for draft week. So, Dane, enjoy your weekend, oh, man. Uh, stay safe, of course. Uh, keep celebrating the uh, birthday, and then uh, we'll be back on Monday, guys, getting you ready for that draft. So be well. We'll see you on Monday. It's the early line.